What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sneaker Sins Podcast. We discuss, debate, and dissect the sins and wins in the Sneakerverse each week. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brett, and I'm here with my other co-hosts, Jason and Nabil. Hello. Okay, is this Sneaker Sins ASMR or, or what? <laughs> <ASMR>? <laughs> it is now. Okay, we're, we're keeping this, by the way. I'm not, I'm not cropping oh, this we're out. We're absolutely keeping this. Yo, walk on, my guy. Like, what's up? It's good, homies. Oh my god! Thought I'd switch up the energy a little bit. I usually I come like a little it. hot. I like it. Oh, oh my god! Um, yeah. Energy. Uh, for the listeners, uh, unfortunately, Jalen couldn't be on the pod today, but she sent her love. But yeah, how, how are you guys doing? How, how's your week been? Enjoy the long weekend, Valentine's Day. All yeah, the long weekend was good. It was. It's been pretty freaking cold here though in Toronto. We've got mod snow, so it was pretty warm today. Today was nice. You're right. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's that polar vortex that came through and just bodied everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is like frozen right now. So, you know, I go on walks for two reasons. One, because I need like mental sanity to to not be like in an enclosed space all day. And two, I really enjoy wearing my sneakers on the walks. But that's fine. okay. And and like, don't get me wrong. You can always wear your sneakers in the snow. Like, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? But the sneakers get like so like the the soul mm-hmm. just gets grimier when you walk mm-hmm. in the snow and like it peeves me hard like i'm not gonna lie so like no, it cheeses it, me too. yeah like it just i don't know it, it's it's rough right now for sneakerheads just trying to wear their sneakers bro that's all i'm trying to say bro facts here's what i've noticed too is like in this in this what i mean honestly it doesn't even have to be crazy snowy just in the winter time period honestly it's not even the snow that bothers me man there's one it's the fucking salt all right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's because your salt shoes get wetter and then the salt sticks to your soul. Yeah. Yep. Everything. The salt bodies. You're everything. not getting that out. And when you're walking, like stuff kicks up the back, and then like you look I, at your shoes, and they're just speckled with white. Like yeah. yeah. I uh, like I don't like to wear my nice pants in this weather when I'm walking around because the back of my pants, it's like when you go biking. You know when you go cycling, and if you don't have the mud guard, you turn around and it looks like you've just been like sprayed with mud um it's like kind of that effect but not as severe obviously when you're just walking around so all my pants have like a speckle pattern on the back lower legs and it's just like this is awful you know yo that's the worst thing for you because i know you're a big pants guy too yeah (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah i i started trying to develop a process to mitigate the salt stuff so like now i leave if i wear my sneakers out in like snow or after the snow I like usually leave them on top of a rug to like you know let the rug in, uh, soak up the uh, the moisture, and then I'll, I'll actually clank my sneakers like the soles against each other to like try to beat out the salt. Like it it, it it definitely doesn't like get everything out, but I think it helps. Like it's just like small things that help a little bit here and there. This is before it's dry, before it's because that's the thing. No, 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 no. You have to wait for it to dry. You have to wait for it to dry. Right. Yeah. Does the salt is deceiving? Like it looks fine. It just looks like you've just got water, like or mm-hmm. whatever, and splashing. Mm-hmm. Your, on your shoes or your pants and then it yeah. drops and you're like oh no this is actually salt water and now everything is like crusty and white yeah that's why you have to put it on like a towel or a rug i think a rug is better than a towel um plus the towel is gonna get grimy af but yeah like just leave it on a, like a rug for a day or two and then like you know just like clank out the uh the salt out of the soles try that it'll it'll definitely help no guarantees on 
it's it's a mitigating thing. It's it's not gonna solve everything, obviously. Enough about salt our shoes. Sorry. It's yeah. Um, an so issue we deal with. Onto a, onto a more positive note, uh, any cops uh, this week? Pickups, Brett, you're good, or are you, did you pick up another eight pairs of Ricks or what? <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, what did I get? What did I get? Yes. Okay. So, uh, I bought myself some chocolate on Valentine's Day in the form of a Jordan One Mocha. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, nice. nice. The better half and I made a day of it, and uh, it was a little bit of a far drive away. So we went to go pick those up. Where did you go? Out in Markham. And then uh, on our way back, we ordered we ordered our uh, our favorite ramen, and nice. then had ramen movie night at home. And it, was, uh, it was great. I think I was I ate my ramen very fast because I wanted to lace up the mochas. <laughs> so I slurped up those noodles as fast That's as I could. It's just like not even swallowing. Just like I need to lace my mochas. Oh man, it was like you know those like animes where the guys are just like. Yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah, one yeah. top and one big noodle. That was me, man. That's hilarious. So, did you buy the mocha for yourself, or was that a gift from uh, from the lady, or what? Uh, so no, the lady. I can confirm the lady did get me a gift, but those were a treat to myself. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Treat yourself, brother. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, really quick, Brett. The most important question of all is where was the ramen from? <laughs> oh, uh, Kayaka or. Kayuka, I think. Okay. Kayuka Ron. That? Yeah, that's what it is. It's the one at the end of Queen Street, right at the bottom okay. of my house. Okay. It's nice. really good. Yeah, that place, there. yeah, that place is pretty good. Yeah, favorite nearby. I don't want to go all the way downtown. It's kind of we're out of the way, so. I feel that. But yeah, that and uh, actually, I'll, I'll wait till next week for the for the other one because they're <laughs> I don't have them in hand yet. What about you guys? Um, unfortunately, another boring purchase on my side. My computer's been having issues, so I had to buy a new power supply. And uh, yeah, I swapped that out this uh, weekend. Thrilling, <laughs> mm -hmm. Nabil. How many watts, buddy? 650, my guy. You got a 650? Okay, sweet. Corsair? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah? that's funny. I, I replaced my PSU on my desktop, like, I remember, like five years ago, 10 years ago. And it was a 650 watt Corsair that I replaced. Um, anyways totally irrelevant sorry uh any real pickups like sneaker pickups nabs or anything like that nah, nah. um I, I i ordered a pin on ebay yesterday i've been pretty light on the sneaker yet. i told you guys i'm trying to keep it down to like only 12 pairs this year so good man that being said i think my next personal acquisition will be a sneaker i haven't decided which one yet looking at a lot of zx's looking at a few air forces like okay that's what yeah. i want to don't worry, yeah. I, I'll, I'll definitely be back on a new sneaker in the next couple of weeks. What uh, ZXs did you, are you looking at? It's always the same ones, bro. It's always like the Atmoses, the, the Haytees, 6000s. Okay, the, okay. Uh, the Inside Out ones, which I think is a 6000. I can't remember. The X-Ray are so good. I need yeah. those. Really Holy crap. Good. Like, I didn't realize how good they were until, and we just were talking about this before the pod, Sean Goes video. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check that out. But like the second I saw the picture of them, I was like, "Nah, these are these are fire." Yeah, yeah. And then uh, like we were discussing, I brought this up in our group chat, and I brought this up before the pod. But also the crusty burgers are they're probably gonna be on the list, um, especially because I just recently found out about that uh, crusty burger dubre, which I think is pretty fire. But yeah, that's definitely going on. Jason, I, I saw an Asics there. So what's okay, you got? I got a couple. I got three pairs to show you guys. Jeez. I've got 
I guess we can. I don't want to start with these because these are like the, the good ones. We'll start with these. I mean, two of these are Poshmark scoops. You already know. This is just a pair of like dunk highs. Nice. L so they have a different sole. I like the the suede, the brown suede, and this like teal swoosh. Um, otherwise, I would definitely have preferred a normal dunk sole on these, but it is what it is, whatever. Um, they're a 10, but they feel surprisingly small, which is like really weird. I don't know. Like dunks are usually pretty TTS or big, if anything, in my experience. Um, it could be due to this mod tick insole here that I think is, might be what creating that tightness. But, uh, this is one of the thicker, uh, Nike insoles I've ever seen. The back, like the heel portion at its thickest point feels to be about in like three quarters of an inch of insole, which is like tick. And it's also got a little like hexagonal zoom pod in there, which is dope. I always love it when they put the zoom pod in the insole. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so cool. Um, and then I picked up another pair on Posh. I've been after these for, I've always wanted a pair of these. And it is the Flyknit Presto from 2000 and I don't know, 16 or something like that. I've always found this to be stupid clean. Um Prestos are like a classic. Uh, when they did the fly knit and kind of made it like a mid cut kind of thing, I don't know, just, just super clean to me. Um, so super stoked to pick up these. Uh, these were like 50 bucks shipped and they're like basically new. So this is super fire, super hyped on this. And last but not least, had my eye on these for a bit and my brother did as well. We were kind of just waiting for a good price on them. And this is the Gel Light 3. By ASICs, of course, in collaboration with Comme des Garçons shirt on a recent absolutely crazy pair they did with just the crazy camo. These retailed for like $400 because Comme des Garçons are a bunch of cunts. I was waiting for them to come down, of course, because I'm not paying $400 for this shit. I've got them like $250 shipped from Anonymous in Edmonton. Shout out those guys always, which is pretty good. This is one of those like designer shoes that no one gives a shit about. And I don't think anyone will give a shit about in the future. Uh, when I got them in hand, like I was pretty hyped to get them. I must say though, I am very, 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 I can't stress this enough, disappointed in the fact that you used this fucking fake suede. Jesus Christ. Okay. So Back a couple months or like in the summertime when we were at Adidas, um, I was feeling up some of the shoes and I was like, this suede, you know, it's kind of hairy. Seems kind of different though. Seems kind of weird. Like what's going on here? And of course our, our resident uh, Adidas uh, correspondent. correspondent, thank you. I always forget that word. Mentioned that, yeah, it's actually uh, like a vegan suede, which is just a fucking stupid 2020 way of saying it's fucking felt. Um, so they're replacing on a bunch of GRs and stuff where, you know, you're not looking for that crazy quality, I guess, replacing all the suede with like felt, like, you know, fake suede, vegan suede. I don't give a fuck if it's vegan. Okay. Fuck the vegans, bro. I'm so cheesed about this, man. This $400 sneaker, you're going to put a bunch of fucking fake suede felt on them. Like this is uh, like, so I, I can't express the cheese. I am like. Order of priorities here. Are you more upset that they're calling uh, vegan? That they're no, 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 no. Are you no, no, upset no, no. that they're using felt instead of suede? More so the fact that they're using the felt, like fake suede felt, and then they're like, I don't care what you're calling it. Obviously, you're just calling it vegan suede because it sounds better than saying fake suede or like felt, you know? 
And of course the vegan and gluten-free and all this greenwashing BS are super buzzwords for anything 2018 forward. So, um, yeah. Beyond Yo, if PETA, if, if you're listening, don't come after us, please. Bro, fuck you, PETA. If you're listening, fuck you, PETA. All right. How's that sound? Um, Jeez. pretty cool. The the camo is interesting. Um, me and my brother compared pair uh, compared pairs, and the textile camo used throughout is different on the whole on all the shoes. So that's you know cool to see. They're all unique in that sense. But we did notice that all the midsole pattern was exactly the same across the pairs. So you know just small things like that. I don't know little stupid details. The one thing I can say about the fake suede or whatever is um, I initially thought it was like, and I mean I think it really it is. It's just like a light gray, but it's kind of got this like bluish tint to it that kind of reminds me of like the New Balance light grays and stuff. Um, good pair. Um, glad to have it, but uh, fuck your fake suede, guys. So, uh, sorry, uh, where did you cop that again and how much? Uh, I got this from a store. Now, me and my brother have noticed this and it's kind of weird. Uh, Brett mentioned, you know, he got his Rick Owens Beatles from uh, Less One Seven in um based out of edmonton i'm pretty sure right mm -hmm. or is they based out of calgary calgary. calgary okay my bad calgary but uh anyways yeah that's yeah. a great shop yeah great shop great accounts uh notice that yeah the the mid um the prairies or whatever have some great great stores like anonymous is out of edmonton and edmonton in particular for some reason really good scene must have a big, a big Asian, a big Asian scene or something like that. You know, who's really into this shit because there's Anonymous there. There's Fushi. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're like another store. Uh, Less One Seven is Calgary, but you know, it's close enough. And like these stores have good, good accounts and carry good product. Um, and that's just like kind of surprising and random to me, but shout out these guys. Nice. Sweet. Well, uh, did you get any Babesters in the mail? Did you buy any Babesters recently? I didn't buy any Babesters, but I'd love to have some Babesters. Would you like to talk about them? Should I go? Should I, should I start talking about the Babesters? Talk about them. I'll start talking about the Babesters. I mean, Babesters, uh, if you don't know what Babesters are, it's Bapes shoe line, essentially. They first came out, uh, I don't know, in the, in the 80s or 90s, I want to say. I'm sorry, I'm not coming correct with this information. Um, but I think, you know, the first models to release were the, the Roadsters and the Bapesters. Uh, the Bapesta is basically just Bapes rip off of an Air Force One. And I know they also had another model back in the day, which if you ask me is kind of their take on an Air Max kind of shoe was the Roadsta. Now, I think they had discontinued the Roadsta for a while. And as Nabs had mentioned to me before the pod, you know, they were kind of bringing it back soon. Um, which is kind of a big deal. And in addition to that, they are kind of vastly expanding their shoe line, it seems, for uh, spring 2021. So you may have noticed on your feeds, you may have seen some pictures of essentially some BAPE AJ1s. So BAPE has, of course, taken it upon themselves to design an Air, an Air Jordan 1-like silhouette, which is very clearly, unmistakably, them trying to do an Air Jordan 1. We also have, of course, you know, the classic Air Force. It seems they might be uh, retooling the shape a bit to be more authentic to the OGs. And then another new uh, addition to the lineup this year, which I think is, you know, of course, riffing off of the crazy dunk hype that we've seen in the past year and so is the Bape Skate Stuff, they're calling it. And as I mentioned, this is just, you know, Bape's take on the dunk. 
Oh, and uh, it seems we also have the Bape Blocksta High, which is just a dunk high. So they have the low and the high. Um, and yeah, uh, super, like, pretty dope for the most part. I'm not the biggest fan of their rendition of the AJ1, but that's cool, whatever. Obviously, it's going to be for someone, and I don't doubt they're going to do it up in some, you know, crazy colors and materials uh, to kind of, you know, separate it from, the, you know, the actual Jordans and whatnot and give, kind of bring something new to the table, so to speak. Um, I've seen a bunch of colorways of the uh, the skate stuff, so that dunk. And from what I've seen, they've been really strong. I would definitely love to get my hands on a pair of these or whatever. I see one is like kind of like a wheat, curry, brown, uh, red. Honestly, it looks, it's like a Mars Yard colorway, a white midsole, a gum sole. And there's also, it seems like their riff on a purple pigeon as well, uh, colorway. And that purple pigeon pair actually kind of has some, not a laser, but it has an embossed design in the suede. I'd also like to mention that both of these are mostly suede uh, makeups, which I'm all over, of course. So yeah, super, super here for these. And it's interesting and good to see just kind of expanding their line of uh, available stars. What do you guys think? I don't know. I, don't, I, I, don't, I wonder how this will be perceived in a post-Warren Lotus world. Like obviously, Bape's this is not Bape's first time doing this shit. Like, because right, Bape's different. Yeah, like they've been doing this since the '90s, right? Yeah. And like, when we talked about the Warren Lotus situation, you know, in one of our first episodes, I feel like we definitely did bring up the Bape stuff because it's so blatantly a rip of the Air Force One. And like, why is Nike not pursuing this? Like, I don't know. Well, I'm like pretty sure they pay fees. They pay licensing fees to Nike to use certain shapes. I. Pretty oh, certain yeah? that's yeah. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's an agreement there. I, I also heard that Nike's bigger problem with Warren was the the, the use of the swoosh. Like mm -hmm. right. Warren design still in, had like the swoosh to a certain degree. Whereas the Bape, uh, yeah, with Bape says it's fairly obvious here that uh that's not a swoosh. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And also like the, the, there's tons of factories in China that are that are like selling Air Force One like souls. So I, I don't think the soul is like what the IP is really around. But yeah. No, Can I we talk about that Bapesa in white? Yeah, the Air Force One one. Oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. That is very reminiscent of one of my favorite quote unquote AF1s of all time. It's the Cos uh, Bape uh, oh. Gray Swades from 05. And those yeah, kind you know, of give me a similar vibe. You, you know what, Brett? Uh, look up the, and I was going to mention this as part of our bigger topic today, but uh, look up the 1-800 Air Force Ones, and it'll probably give you a very similar vibe. Um, but, yeah. I was going to say, Brett, that colorway reminds me a lot of also just the um, the platinum tint, like, from earlier this year that you and I both have. Absolutely. Yeah, these one eight hundreds are really good, and they look uh, they look like that. It's just that cream midsole, eh? That really uh, yeah. It's a cream midsole that sells it, like really yeah, sells it. Sure. And not to get too off topic, but the other thing I love about the one eight hundreds is uh, they have like that. I don't even know how to describe, it, but like the upper parts of the upper have like uh, a clot Air Force One like design that uh, it's kind of three M. It's kind of not. Where if you put some light on it, you can see it more uh, vibrantly. Um, but yeah, like it's just such an underrated sneaker right now, and it has mm. like so many good 
good design elements and a pretty good backstory behind it too. The backstory behind the 1-800 Air Force Ones is apparently um, back in the day when you wanted to order shoes like the Air Force Ones, you'd have to call a 1-800 number and order them from Nike. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And That's I really see cool. Ubrays is like a like a phone pad and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it's like an old phone booth. Uh, uh buttons from an the old buttons. Phone. That's actually yeah. exactly what. Yeah, they nailed that. Man, press yeah. those buttons was so satisfying. Yeah, they're very tactile. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Something about those buttons in particular. But talking about pushing buttons, Brett, you got some uh, hype beast news for us, right? Oh, oh yes. God. Oh, those look fast. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I'm going to talk about them. So I'm going to preface this by saying that this one, this shoe is particularly made for all of you listeners that think wearing V-Loan is a personality trait. We have leaked images of the Travis Scott alleged collab with Fragment on another Jordan 1, and it might have topped the list as the ugliest of the bunch yet. On foot, they look good on like in these pictures I'm seeing of like from his gram, like he looks good in them. But the picture, okay, but like of just the shoe straight up is not very good. Any Air Force One that Travis wears, as long as he's like you know covering the tongue and like you know he's doing Travis swag, like it's not gonna look bad on feet. You have to do a lot to make an Air Force One look bad on feet. AJ, AJ One, AJ One, AJ One. AJ One, my bad. Yeah, I think more than anything, I think the double collab is just like it's it's so corny. Um, I won't even get into that, and that's no disrespect to Fragment. Um, but more so, I'm just so sick and tired of seeing all of these like milky midsoles on AJ Ones. Can we just have white midsoles back? Why do we always have to have like fake cream or like fake aged midsoles coming out of the manufacturer? Just give us white midsoles. Like these look so much worse because of that midsole. It's actually yeah. true. The midsole really, it just feels weird. But like this is, is this a mock-up? This must be a mock-up, right? Like this obviously is. No, but in the picture, you can see the difference in contrast too. Like if you yep. go by see. Yeah, you can. You're right. I agree. Very apparent. But I, like, like Nabs was saying, hopefully some better picks or something of these come out because... I don't know, man. That looks pretty good. <laughs> pretty dude. Okay, like okay, like again. No matter what, the on feet photos are gonna look good. But mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get better product photos of yeah. them um, down the line. Uh, yeah. I really personally hope that this is not a fragment collab. I hope this is just like Travis's take on a Jordan Royal colorway because it's just it's too cheap. Like it, like it, it's crazy for fragment to, to do this. And I don't right. think and he says cheap. He doesn't mean literally cheap. Because, not, you know, not financially cheap. No, the I, I mean, opposite of that. But corny. Yeah, like cor- corny. Yeah, corny is a better word for it. Thank you. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm sure all of us have seen this on our Instagram feeds, and like, you know, there's probably pages we follow that have put them up in their stories. Like, mm. I, I personally seen this photo like seven times on my Instagram in the last two days. I want to say um yeah i don't i I don't know i'm like obviously i don't really care about these personally um if this ends up on complexes like sneaker of the year list at the end of this year like like like, i'm gonna be big big pissed if that happens yeah well yeah this is clearly just like like you guys were saying, it's just like, this is the biggest slam dunk kind of like, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand we're clearly hating on this right now, but like whoever made, like, you know, this is going to go fly hot. Like this is going to be hot. You know what I'm saying? I'm what I'm trying like Travis, yeah. 
good Nike blocking potentially fragment, like what the heck, like this is going to go through the roof. You know what I'm saying? So like, obviously yeah. from that standpoint, I understand, but like, yeah, I don't like, it's not like my thing, you know, like whatever I would like to see. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see a fragment, uh, Travis collab. That'd be cool if they did something, um, together, but like maybe put some more effort into it or something. I don't know. Fragment is also known for its pretty simplistic Nike designs. I want to say at the same time. So like, they yeah, don't but th this would be like a, a layup for them and like, not in a good way. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just too easy. And it's just like, it's like, it's like cheap shots. It's like hacks. It's like yeah. cheap codes, man. I agree. This is lame. Yeah. Like even the Air Jordan 3 fragments that came out last year, um, like th they were simplistic in the design, but it was like, not, I wouldn't say the most controversial, but they're like some people really didn't like them. Like some people honestly just didn't like them uh, for what they were. And that was fair. And that like that still had more respect to me because they, they did something a bit different with the with the transparent uh, heel tab and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, the transparent heel tab with the... You, you know, and again, like, I'm sorry, I keep going on these tangents, but uh, on the transparent heel tab, I actually really liked that at first, but then it came across to me that that's going to age terribly. Mm, it'll get all yellow. Yeah. It, it's going to get yellow. It'll probably crumble faster. I'm not 100% sure on the crumbling, but I'm guessing like it's easier to weather down is what I'm trying to say. It's just, it's just, it's just not going to age well, unfortunately, as a shoe. So if you yeah. have those pairs, make sure you're storing them properly. Or get your way out of them now. Yeah. Or, yeah, or like wear the fuck out of them right now is, is all I'm trying they to say. They get a transparent heel tab on the denims too that released last year. Yeah, and th that's why I was disappointed about it because I was more excited about the denims personally than I was about the fragments. Same. Yeah, and I and I still kind of want the Japanese denims, the ones that have the Japanese writing on the yeah. back. Because in in terms of a, a a regional release, those only went for I want to say four or five hundred Canadian, which was was wasn't that bad for a, a Japanese exclusive release. Well, so. and I think I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the resale value between the GR pair and the Japan exclusive is like not substantial at all. Oh no, not at all. That, that's part of the point. I was like they're to like make. almost the same price, even though one's more exclusive, which is so cool. Because like everybody, everybody over here, if it says made in Japan, we're just like paying out the wazoo for it because this is made in Japan. But and wow. yeah, you know what's funny? And I don't know if this is true, but Kais Omar said in a video he wore the Japanese ones out one day, and uh, someone tried to tell him that his shoes were fake. Oh my goodness! Someone. <laughs> oh, he's like, uh, those shoes are supposed to say Nike, and it's just. Because no, it said Nike in Japanese. Yeah. That's hilarious. Did he show them yeah. his YouTube channel and said, "You know who I am?" <laughs> I don't know. I, I like just briefly mentioned it. In yeah, he's like over a million. So, yeah, he's like a million subs. Yeah, yeah he, he's only the man has like four channels, and I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if each one of them was like either close to or over a million. Um, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, getting back to these, um, this has the potential to be a pretty big sneaker sin, but. Uh, I guess one silver lining is that these will be hyped, but maybe they won't be as hyped. And maybe some people who really wanted the Travis one but couldn't afford them can maybe afford these. Not That's happening. Cool. No, you don't think so? No, these are going to be like a billion dollars, fam. I swear. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be, uh, yo, they'll be more expensive than the OGs. You think they'll be more expensive than the OGs? Absolutely. With the three-way collab with Fragment, absolutely. Okay, but if they're not if they're not a fragment collab. Oh, oh, oh uh no, then I, I would retract my statement. So yeah, my, my thesis is these are not a fragment collab. Maybe that's just denial on my part. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, you could be right, man. I mean Yeah. But yeah, if these aren't a fragment collab, like I could see these going for like, I don't know, a thousand, which like I think the, the 
the one right now goes for what 2k maybe probably yeah it's gonna be more than that yeah so yeah like that's the only silver lining i can see for these for like the the junior hype piece but not much of one yeah go buy some uh gel i3s guys all right yeah they have some real suede on them so keeping with the presidential theme of this episode I uh -huh. thought I would um, bust out some mild spice uh, regarding some Obama's sneakers. So in case you haven't known, um, an auction house by the name of Sotheby's was set to auction off a pair of Nike Hyperdunks that Nike had uh, designed for Barack Obama. I be believe they gave the sneakers to Obama back in 2009 when he was in office. Now, this was a variant of the... 2008 Hyperdunks, uh, the United We Rise pair that was worn by the Olympic team in 2008. So I believe that Kobe Bryant and LeBron were on that team as well. Um, I personally really like that pair of shoes. It's it's like very high up on my list personally. But this variant, and I'm just going to try to pull up some photos for you guys. Yeah. So this variant doesn't have like the, like the artwork that was embossed on the toe and medial medial areas of the shoe but what it does have is a nice 44 hit on the inner side of the toe and are probably the best feature of the the shoe is the uh tongue tag the presidential tongue tag right there but yeah like definitely interesting shoe so the pair that was set to be auctioned by sotheby's wasn't obama's pair apparently there were two pairs of these made as far as we know obama still has the original the pair that was given to him we don't know where the second pair came from. They might have been a sample from Nike or we, we don't know where this pair came from. We don't know who the owner that was going to sell them was. But the spice here is that uh, these were set to sell, I believe, last Saturday on uh, at 4.44 p.m. through Sotheby's. And then they were just pulled from the auction. Uh, no one knows why they were pulled from the auction. No one knows anything about the seller. Putting on my tinfoil hat for two seconds, I know Fat Joe... Uh, went on Instagram Live and said he had to have them no matter what. So who knows? Maybe uh, Fat Joe made a few calls and made something happen on the side. That would um, be wild. Yeah, that would be wild. But anyway, taking off the tinfoil hat. Yeah, like this is just some light sneaker news. Um, it had a little bit of buzz on CNN, like a few not, like, not normal sneaker channels. So yeah, uh, what do you guys think about this? um i think this is super like the shoe itself like we were talking about this before hyper rev uh, or sorry the hyper dunk silhouette and it's like a shoe that you know is like very integral to nike's product lineup it's they're just like token standard ball shoe i guess that's not a jordan right like yeah hyper dunk is like their ball shoe if if you're not buying jordans obviously in terms of nike basketball not with uh jordan and not with a signature. Right, uh, yeah. Athlete. Like this, this athlete. Athlete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like if you're not Kobe, Kyrie, or uh, KD. Uh, so yeah, it's a shoe that, you know, they update all the time. This is the 2008 version. Very classic, like aggressive top with the like super pointed, like um, ankle guard kind of situation. Definitely looks like a mid 2000s ball shoe. It's cool, whatever. Like Nabs was saying, the that presidential hit on the tongue for me is bananas. I think it's so bananas. I've seen like some pictures I saw, it was like a close up of the tongue, and it's like that's all embroidered. I don't, I don't think it's a tag, like 
a woven tag. I think it's like actual embroidery. And I just thought that that was stupid cool. Um, like it looks like it's a piece of leather that they embroidered or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, like it looks like it's got texture to it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like a woven tag is just like flat. Anyways, super dope, super detailed that seal. Wow. And that little 44 on the toe, like that's so sick, man. I kind of uh, wish the 44 was on the out, outside of the shoe, not on the inner side. Not like the, yeah, the medial side or whatever. Uh, just for those who don't know what the 44 is in reference to, he's the 44th president of the United States. Um, that's what it is. They call him 44 sometimes. Um, so, yeah, super, super dope. Um, and, like, concerning the whole, you know, the guy retracted his sale or whatever, um, like we were talking about before, I obviously, you know, we don't really know why he did it, but like Nabs was saying, this drummed up a lot of buzz um, in just the regular media, even not, not sneaker media. So maybe he thought like, you know, Brett was suggesting, maybe he thought he could get a much bigger bag and he'll hold on to them for a little longer or something or whatever, who knows, but obviously yeah. something changed his mind in the past, like two weeks or something, you know, I think the starting cost for the auction was supposed to be 25 grand. I, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but that number keeps. They're going to be at auction next month, and the starting is going to be a haunted watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you rocked it out of that park with everything you said. I mean, that's everything you said was everything I was going to say. So sorry, bro. <laughs> no, of course, very little to say here. I mean, these are the hyperdunk in general is just so such a goaded silhouette. Like you can't tell me otherwise. Um, I don't really think you can mess up a hyperdunk. Personally, I love the model, especially the 08. Uh, yeah, these are wicked. Um, there's, there's some pretty ugly colors of the hyperdunk, so you, you can definitely mess up. I like up the model, the man. I really like the hyperdunk. I, I like it too, but like, bro, if there's ugly colors, there's ugly colors. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, another thing that I think makes this model different from the uh, United We Rise pair. I think the tongue is actually made of different or like uh, constructed different because this seems like a more breathable tongue, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like that big mesh, like that really open mesh. Yeah. Well, did something special for 44, man. There better be like a gold plate in the, in the like gold plated carbon plate in there or something, you know, I don't know. Or Yeah, the insoles are also have like some special stuff in there. Like I think one of them has a line from the from the Decoration of Independence or some shit. Ooh, like, you know, cool. Okay. Yeah. Always a details. But yeah, like uh that's sorry, that's pretty much all I had. Brett, give me a throw us a transitional line for this. Oh no worries. Um I was actually gonna ask for a comparison um in terms of what holds more weight in your mind um because i know last week we saw a story surface there was a private seller that listed their uh 1994 keyword 94 uh jordan one chicago prototypes that were actually certified and signed by jordan himself and given the unique serial number um it was actually confirmed that this was a pair that was supposed to be sent to him to actually play in so these were constructed specifically for michael jordan um and they hit the market at a million dollars dead stock right they were dead stock pair right yeah yeah and so I, it, this story i just find is, is very similar it's like a how who is this person how did they acquire said shoes um and to which you'll never know but it's just I, it fascinates me when you get these stories out of right field and you just these shoes yeah. you never even knew existed now exist and, you know, know, 
there are just guys that are like serious hunters. Like I, I'm sure you guys have all heard of Shoeseum before. Yep. Uh, dude, dude basically had like every iconic Nike sneaker and then some out of a warehouse in uh, in Las Vegas. And yeah, like there, there's just like some really serious hunters out there that aren't even out here just to like wear the shoes. They're, 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 they, they, they see this as like pieces of history and pieces of art as museum pieces. So yeah, like... I'm not even surprised uh, when you mentioned like a million dollar Jordan from 1994. Like that doesn't shock me at all. Now, guys, isn't 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 Jordan like like a like one foot's a twelve and one foot's like a twelve and a half or something weird like that? I feel yeah. like you're right. I can't remember the specifics. But, I think uh, yeah. see, yeah. that's you can really tell like if this is a Jordan pair because you know one will be uh you well, know. It's funny you say that because the Obamas are twelve and a half. Both of them are 12 and a half, yeah. Yeah, both pairs, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gnarly. All right, well, transitioning into the big topic this week. Um, another shoe that is definitely on the list of goaded silhouettes on Nike's behalf and a shoe that I'm pretty much can vouch 100% for that we all have multiple pairs of in the rotation. Uh, we're actually going to be kind of analyzing and talking about some of our personal favorite AF1s of all time. Um, it's not a draft like we did a couple weeks ago. It's going to be really informal. Uh, basically, just chirp it up um, and just see what we all like the best, really. Um, it's just they, they, there's not much to be said. I mean, it's arguably the best silhouette of all time. It's just a matter of what colors you like the best. It really is, man. It yeah. really, really is. <laughs> and, and for the listeners, uh, we had originally had another topic in mind for today, but like... We were just so geeked on uh, the recent uh, Air Force One love letter release. Um, yeah. We talked a little bit about last episode, and that just like opened the door to a lot of Air Force One talk. I personally like it, it's funny because uh, Jason was kind of being humble and saying that Brett and I knew more about Air Force Ones than he did. Uh, but really, like most of my Air Force One knowledge is only about pairs that I want, and all of those are pairs that came out like I want to say within the last. Two years. That's all good. Year and a half. But yeah, like super excited to talk about this. So I, I guess like one thing we can do to start this off, and we already did start this conversation a little bit last week, but uh, that was not recorded on the pod. Um, what are some like, what are some of your, you guys' favorite Air Force Ones? So it, it was funny because usually in order to prepare for the big topics, I always try to, you know, at least jot down a few notes just to kind of guide me into an intro, see what I'm going to say. And I was doing that this week and it was just, what is there to say? You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the AF1 and you're not woke to its history, I, I just, I'm sorry, I can't call you a sneakerhead. So pause and come back when you do. There's just nothing to be said. Um, yeah. And this isn't an education on like, what is the Air Force? One? No, it's all about preference and just yeah. kind of celebrating the silhouette and its impact on the culture as well. Um, I, yeah, man. I mean, I guess like, are there any parameters that you want to run by at all? Like it doesn't have to be formal. I just, you know, yeah, it's uh, a big question to ask. So, I mean like, okay. Like what, what do you think of the air force one? Is there a specific model? I'm oh, sorry. Is there a specific iteration or colorway that comes to mind? Like the easiest answer is all whites for me. Yeah, of course. It's always going to be the Coke whites for me. I kind of like to scale my, you know, my likeness for AF1s based on 
different occasions. Like I have certain AF ones that I like for different reasons and they all have kind of their own criteria. You know, there's certain ones that are like summer only AF ones and then you've got your, your winter AF ones and you've got your dress up AF ones. And it's just, there's so many different subcategories uh, that, you know, in cult followings issue is generated. It's like, I could, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, but to me, yeah, the Coke whites and, uh, one of the others that I always like to think of is uh, is obviously the linens, which we'll talk more about after. But I would definitely say that's one of the most iconic. Yeah, just to add to your point, the fact that like you could literally think of an Air Force One for almost every occasion, that's like what makes the silhouette so great, in my opinion. Versatility. Like, some, yeah, some people could just have a collection of, of Air Force Ones and like you, you can respect that. Like there's Absolutely. nothing to not respect. Oh, yeah, that. of like just forces. Yeah, like, like kind of like Mayor, like that's how he started out. Like that was his thing, right? He's the force guy. Yeah, it's exactly right, and like th that's like a hundred percent respectable to any sneakerhead. Like that, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I guess we can talk a bit about the linen Air Force Ones. Um, yeah, like there's really not much to say. Like it's like you said, if you know the story behind it and you know the story behind the release, it's an iconic pair. It's a a very clean pair. I don't know. Have you have you guys ever had the opportunity to see a pair in person? I don't think so. I don't uh, know. Not in person, um, but I have seen the uh, dunk highs that paid homage to them. I think back in 2013 or 2015, the linen high dunks. I've seen a few pairs of those. Those are really cool too. Um, but I think we'll just go ahead. What? I'm saying I didn't even know that was a thing. There's a dunk high linen. Yeah, same really? color blocking. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what allures me most to this specific colorway and it's, I wouldn't really call it my favorite, but I think it's, it's one of the most impactful and I think one of the most universally loved colorways. Um, it kind of just fits the criteria of like the devoted sneakerhead specifically. This was not a shoe that was easily acquirable back in the day. This was 2001 for anybody that doesn't know. So it's really old. You probably can't wear the originals too much right now, Bro, but this was a shoe that only released in Japan. And Whoa. so. It, you know, I think in the early 2000s, late 90s as well, a big marketing uh, strategy for Nike was making these regional releases releases in order to hype up these models. Um, and this was one of them. And it's kind of just like everybody likes to talk about how back in the day it was about, you know, the chase or like sitting in line overnight or camping for sneakers. Now everything's digitized now. And I feel like if you're going to think about any shoe that is like the embodiment of you know, getting up off your ass and waiting in a line, it was this shoe. I mean, we had people from the States and from Canada get on planes and fly to Japan in order to have a chance at getting these, which astounds me. And it like, and then I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, I feel like it was Mayor talking about this not too long ago in Complex, but I believe this shoe or the specific colors and materials were made available on Nike's bespoke program at 21 Mercer. You might be right. I actually don't know. Like you could make the sure. limit at 21 Mercer if you were clouded up enough to be able to go into 21 Mercer, but is that what you're saying? It was made available in the in the, uh, the bespoke program, which I'm pretty sure is just like a super bougie Nike ID, and they cost like, I'm pretty sure like almost a rat Canadian a pair because it's just I yeah, crazy but that, materials. That wasn't just like any Joe Schmo can walk off the street, right? No. Uh, I, well, that I'm not sure. I just know they were available mm -hmm. through that program. Okay, yeah. So I think like back then, I feel when like Mayor said that not too long ago. 
was doing the custom stuff like what sorry what, what did you call it not nike by you what's it called uh nike bespoke nike bespoke right and so i think that was just for like you know mans with clout so to yeah, speak yeah yeah of course in the yeah. game celebrities etc and or, you know people that had dj clark kent on speed dial right yeah i've heard a, i've heard a bunch of different people um you know mention the bespoke program obviously back in the day and that program really sounded next level and truly insane. So I am not surprised remotely that you could obviously like elect to like put these materials and colors together and, you know, make a linen, so to speak. But yeah, from what I've heard, it sounds like, man, they were letting you do like, you could bring in a carpet and be like, yo, make a shoe out of this carpet. Like they would be doing whatever you wanted. It was crazy shit. The material avail selection availability was insane. Um, and yeah, it just really was like one of a kind and like really, truly bespoke, super dope. Uh, and yeah, the linen, uh, crazy classic. I've always found it weird that it was called the linen because in my mind, linen is like a lot like whiter than this. I didn't like, when I think of linen, I think of like white linen pants or whatever, like for the mm. summer, summer pants, you know, I don't know. I just don't associate this like tan or beige with linen, but I, like I googled linen and raw linen that's unbleached is more so this color. So I guess that that makes sense. Um, and of course, this is part of the legendary, legendary, legendary Co JP pack, right? Yeah. Which, like Brett was mentioning, you know, Nike was doing some regional releases to just drum up hype for various silhouettes. So of course, there's the Co JP Air Force collection, and then there's also very famously the Co JP Dunk collection as well. Um, you know, where a bunch of famous dunks came out of such as the tokyos um i mean brett could go on attacks the reverse city attacks from 99 yeah 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 he could go on exactly but um of course the koji <clears throat> the koji p i don't know program whatever was very you know popular and a big deal and it turned out a lot of really uh important releases so to speak was those, were those metallic silver Jordans that retroed last year? Was that part of the CoJP uh, program at first? Yes. Yeah. Metallic yeah. silver. I don't even know. They bro. And yeah, yeah. The Japan up. neutral grays. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They, they oh, weren't actually right. called metallic silver. Oh, they're not actually. forces. Yeah, they're not forces. The, the Jordans. Sorry. Jordan. Jordan yeah, it was Jordans. Yeah. So there you go. They did CoJPs for the Jordans as well. You, you you know what I think is really interesting about the Air Force One is that. It's the one. I mean, I guess like with the Jordan 1, you know, the Jordan 1 is arguably the most popular Jordan. Um, and Not arguably. Yeah, okay. And still is. How many years later, you know, 30 years later, whatever it is. And the Air Force, same thing. I mean, if you look it up, I, did, I just had to look this up because I didn't even know. I've heard of the Air Force 2 before. That, yep. is a, that was a thing. But lads, there's an Air Force uh, 3. There's an Air Force STS, which is the four. There's an Air Force five. There's an Air Force six, I'm pretty sure. And there's an Air Force nine. Did anybody know any of these things? Probably not. I, I honestly didn't know it went above. Know. Anything past two, right? Yeah, I didn't know anything about past two, personally. Yeah, pretty much same. And it's because like they didn't really matter, I guess, that much. Like They weren't particularly popular. Um, it just looks like as they get like going on with the Air Forces, they just kind of add too much like the shoes get way too busy and stuff like wait uh, wait 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 
So I went right to the nine. The Air Force Nine is literally a Jordan Nine with an AF one outsole or midsole. Oh, it might be one of those hybrid uh, Air Forces. So there was like a series of Air Forces that were like hybrid models with a few Jordan. With the uh, four, like that yeah. four with the Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh, totally horrible. They, they did it with the five. They did it with the four. Um, I'm they sure they're. Like, but yeah, they're like the hybrids are all like god ugly. The Air Jordan 5 uh, Air Force One hybrid is probably the best one, and uh, I'll show you guys that one, I guess. But even then, it's still pretty ugly. The four, the four hybrid is not that bad, but it's pretty bad. The five, the five is not that bad, I guess, because they paint the thing on, so it's all right. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the five could have been better if it didn't have this god awful strap, because like the best, the best part of the Air, the Air Jordan 5 is the tongue, and the strap kind of takes away from the tongue. But yeah, these ain't it overall. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I just thought that's really interesting how you know, and I mean, in addition to like these numbered air forces, don't even get me started with the variants of air forces. Like, oh my god, especially in the past um, two three years, um, due to the Brandy Melville boom of these triple white Air Force Ones, um, Nike's just like been like, yo, we gotta just start like pumping out mad different air forces. And I think in the past two, three years, we've got, guys, how many variants of Air Forces? Like, they've done so many crazy experimental things. You know what I'm talking about? Whether it be the removable swoosh, the zipper swoosh. I see I see in your screen right now, Nabs, you have, a like, the back, the heel tabs cut out. It's like a sandal swoosh. There's, there's the jesters, the shadows, the sages. Like, we all know they've done so many different variants of the air force one in the past um two years if if the uh the ultra force is another good example the ultra force what's Sky the force yeah so i don't know specifically what the technical difference are with the ultra forces but from what i can see it's delta like force. A, yeah the delta force is another example the ultra force is like a leaner air force one that's typically oh. made of a, a more premium leather and it's supposed to be a, a bit more breathable on feet too. Oh, okay. So I know the Ultra Force. Um, I, all the pictures, like it's if you look up Ultra Force, it's mostly mids, it seems. But they do have Ultra Force lows. Uh, yeah. Seems a little different. The shape's a little different, and I can tell you almost hundred percent. I know for a fact these have the super lightweight soles. Um, so I'm pretty sure I have the same sole on my Flyknit, my Flyknit Air Force Ones, which. I talked about a couple pods ago, um, but the, the the sole they use is crazy lightweight. They've replaced yeah. the, the the traditional sole. Obviously, it looks the same. The tooling's the same, but the material they used is like a crazy lightweight um, material versus what you see on a traditional uh, Air Force One. Sorry, I was just gonna say my personal favorite Ultra Force is the uh, the Patriots uh, version. I'm not a big oh, football okay. guy by any means, but. After Jason and I had a private uh, discussion uh, outside the pod about how Tom Brady doesn't have a sneaker, and then I I looked into it. And I also heard about these on the Coup de Size podcast. One of the one of the guys there talked about it. Yeah, these are essentially a pair of Ultra Forces that have the old school Patriots logo on the tongue That's and then the, the modern logo on the back. And believe me, I'm not a football fan. I'm not a Patriots fan, and I'm definitely not a fan of Bill Belichick. Um, but like these are hard like yeah. I, I don't know if i'll actually cop these but like th these are pretty hard and it has a mini swoosh 
Like it, it's it, got it, a main swoosh, and on the main swoosh, it's got that like ombre or like that gradient from blue to red there, which is super dope too. I, I always appreciate when they do the gradients. Yeah, so these are currently on the list, but they're they're down there on the list. And bringing up Air Force One variants, uh, of course, I need to bring up the um, Lunar Force One. Uh, big fan of the Lunar Force One, personally. I really like um, the little retooling or whatever they did to the soul. And, you know, they put the Lunar the lunar Soul on it. I think it's uh, a dope, like, they did just a good job with reworking that soul and, you know, keeping the shoe relatively true to the OG. Definitely, you know, from a comfort standpoint, I, you'd probably feel it on that new lunar foam. Um, I think the original, um, well, I guess not the original, but just like all the acronym Air Forces that have dropped, I think are on this lunar soul. And those are crazy pairs. Uh, you have a pair of these, eh? Or... I don't have any lunar forces. No. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, I I, I just wanted to get a testimonial on how it was compared to the OG. I mean, dude, I would love to get my hands on a pair of those uh, acronym Lunar Forces with the zip down <laughs> the side. Like, we all know how bananas those are. Like, those are crazy. Or I at least and it, them real heavy. Yeah, I've never owned a pair either, but uh, they just look so comfy <laughs> when you yeah. look at them. You look at it and go, that, that's a comfy pair of shoes. It, it just looks, looks really cozy on foot. Comfy, yeah. For sure. I don't know yeah. if you guys share this trend at all, um, but I feel like most of the picks like when we were talking when we were discussing about what topics to do and we we agreed on this a1 topic 90 percent of the stuff that i thought about is from almost 20 years ago now all really old shoes i can't really i don't know i don't appreciate any of the really recent releases even really? remotely as as much compared to yeah i don't know i just i haven't had any like memorable recent af1 releases i mean for me it's kind of the opposite but i'm not talking about the releases per se i'm just talking about the shoe and like what i like i like i, I just think the designs are dope um obviously hey. like the the air force one crafts are one that uh you and i uh, we've talked about a few times now yeah um like to me those are just the ba best bang for your buck in terms of a recent Air Force One, and a uh, lot of lot of people have given great testimonials to that shoe. Uh, also, I'm not, I can't confirm because it's so generic, but I'm pretty sure Mayor was wearing a pair of the Crafts uh, when he went on full size run like a year and a half ago or whenever that was. The Halloween Air Force Ones, I think, is another interesting mm. topic. I'm talking about the ones with the bone foot. Now, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw those like two or three years ago, and I think Nike releases a different variation every year, I thought they were pretty like corny and not really well done. The orange pair that Nike dropped last year, I think, was a bit mm. of a game changer. Um, and I don't know, like maybe it's just the the orange or like the color of that outsole. Um, but to me, this was a pretty big uh, game changer in terms of the Halloween Air Force One. Like this is the first time I actually liked a uh, holiday themed uh sneaker but yeah what, what do you guys think about uh the halloween air forces not about seasonal shoes at all or specifically this he likes the balance i feel like these shoes have like just generated the notoriety that the cdg converse have as being like the heart shoe and like everybody wears them i just feel like everybody has these and they're just no. so ugly i don't know 
Okay, I, I, I think they're just so tacky. I, That's fair. I, I, I felt that way prior to the orange ones about the tackiness. I don't think everyone's wearing these. Like, I, I yeah. can't envision, like, if I'm walking down Young Street, I'm going to see at least two men wearing these. Like, I've seen a lot of the black ones, and just for all the listeners, I am not referencing the older pairs with the patent leather back in the day. I'm I'm cool with those. Um, I'm talking about the new ones that have the bones up the upper with the glow in the dark soles. Yeah, I, I don't get flamed. So the, the black and white ones, like everyone agrees that those are kind of cheesy, and like those are the pairs that you get at like clearance for like twenty bucks or whatever. Bro, you're so Except you don't. stop. No, these what? were on clearance these were raffled fam i don't the, think the black and white ones yes yes they never hit clearance fam this was a big I, deal i i never see i i remember seeing the black and white ones at Foot Locker on sale oh no, these went these no went. because they didn't go to fucking Foot Locker, bro these are all like special editions man this yeah is no, these went bro yeah these were not grs bro these were not grs the white ones came out like they first did this what two three years ago and if you did see, you should have bought them. <laughs> three Halloween. Three Halloween. I, 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 I still think the white and black ones are okay. I only fuck with the orange ones. That's fine. Obviously, well, you're entitled to your I opinion. You, they didn't go on clearance, and they were they're not a gr. You're not going to see them everywhere because I'm pretty sure they are actually decently limited. Like you know, and I the white ones were like cool. I remember there was a lot of buzz about them when they first did the oh, yeah. Halloween. It was pretty dope. And then those black ones were like, okay, cool. They're following up with the black pair this year. Like, all right, obviously there's still going to be a little bit of hype around it. The black people fucked with because it pops off with the like the white skeleton. So you can really see the, the design well. And then personally, I think this year when they did the oranges, I, this is a good, I think this is a really good orange coming back to. I, I agree. I think orange and yellow are two colors where the shade of that color makes all the difference. Like, all the difference this orange pair was super dope to me when i first saw it great uh shade of orange like like you know you're saying nabs and um i think they it looks like they did the full glow in the dark sole here as opposed to on the yeah. white and black ones it was just the outsole that was glow in the dark yeah um, you're right yeah these flew off two men i'm pretty sure they were all raffled nabs these were not on sale anywhere fam this was not a footlocker shoe this is like boutiques only bro I, I honestly don't remember, but I, I vaguely remember seeing one pair on sale somewhere, and it was like a pretty big sale too. Really? I'm surprised. I, I, it, it was like one of these two. This is like when I was very early on the sneaker game. Like I, 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 okay. I did. I only had like maybe six pairs. But if any of the pairs were on sale, it probably would have been the black ones. So maybe that's possible. Whichever pair was out, I want to say in 2018. It was before I met you, Jason, for sure. Okay. Okay. I also yeah. want to mention that. Uh, while we're talking about Halloween Air Forces, Brett, we got to talk about the old ones, man, from 2003 or whatever, bro. Those absolutely those splits, bro, with the the, the skeleton on the back, like yeah, and that shiny patent leather, not, bro. Those are stupid hard, bro. And those are split nabs. You can't see them because this is just a side shot. But look, oh, up. you're you're saying it's like the um, fuck, it's Perfect. like that one Gordon one. The the it's like your three two sevens. It's like home your home. Yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chicago to home. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. No, bro. The, these are a pair. These are a pair. You can see that that one's yeah. So there's a couple different ones. There's one that's like blocked like that, and then there's one that's like split down the middle blocked. Um All right. there yeah. we go. There you go. And the just the skeleton embroidery on the back is just crazy. And it's like you don't normally see like I don't know why they did, but the skeleton's like kind of like 
stroking his chin or something like he's it's they're fire man they're fire you know what's ironic this pair that we're looking at right now that's just uh black and orange this is a better shattered backboard than the three point Alera is so true far superior but like man yeah these are good yeah yeah no uh, these, are, these are great man um i just to me this is like so much better than just slapping on a bunch of really cheap suede and calling it a day which is what i feel like they're doing with a lot of them now or like cheap new book materials i just feel like they're not built the same anymore and like pairs like this from back in the day i feel were just way sturdier and just way fresher like you had cooler materials they were more experimental aesthetically i just feel like nike's gotten so lazy with their themed sneakers as of late i guess that's what i'm trying to say but one of the reasons I'm so geeked on it, because I feel like I agree with everything you just said, but I feel like that's slowly coming back. Like even a couple I of hope. weeks ago, we saw Jalen possess those popcorn Air Force Ones. Those look pretty premium, yeah. at least based on the photos. No, um, I agree. I, we agree on the well, the crafts, which are a recent release. I think the crafts dropped late 2019, early 2020. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then what else? The 1-800 Air Force ones I told you guys about earlier, those dropped maybe six months ago. What else? The, the Gore-Tex Air Force ones that uh, dropped over a year ago it is an improvement. It's a, it's a bit of a different direction, but it's also an improvement. Like, the popcorn, are, yeah, the popcorn ones also that Jalen brought up. Yeah, uh, I more or less mean like, no, and I totally agree. I just mean stuff like that's kind of to a degree of history like iconic iconic models that you'll still remember in 15 years and obviously i mean time will tell but i just feel like we haven't had like a really yeah, heavy like, hitter the, the game is different now brett like no, that's true 15 years ago the air force ones got the respect they deserve now uh you know like the travis ones and like whatever yeezy is producing like those are what's unfortunately that's gonna be remembered the most yeah. from this time you know i agree yeah, I guess I just I wish it wasn't that way. <laughs> I it, like it's I'd a take an AF one over a Travis Jordan any day. So like, unfortunately, like the sheep of the sneaker uh, of the sneaker industry will will not appreciate the gems that uh, the hidden gems in there. But on the other side, like at least you'll be able to know about these hidden gems, and they won't be overpriced in the after sale market. No, that's true. How do you guys feel about Air Force One highs? I'll take a high. Uh, sorry, I'll take a mid over a high. I'm not really into the highs because I feel like they're really high cut. Um, and you've got that yeah, stiff layer yeah, all the way up. But uh, I, I like I like mids. Actually, one of the pairs on my list here is a mid. Uh, but probably not highs. Yeah, highs and mids. I I don't know. I th I think it's interesting because like I think the high and the mid, you know, were some of the like the very first ones to to come out um yeah because it was about it was a basketball shoe right right exactly but I um well like yeah know, right? and i think the only like actually i shouldn't say that because you know you've had a couple of really great highs come out recently um you know you've got the don c uh af1 highs that kind of mimicked the mca color blocking of the off-white af1s yeah uh, all-star weekend i think yeah a year ago yesterday i'm pretty sure two days ago from when, when we're recording this wow um i really like those and then also i mean these weren't necessarily a gr but while we're on the topic of highs um i believe the psny uh af1s were also a high i don't know if those were grs or if that was an fnf because i know they dropped like a low i don't know about a high 
Um, and the A cold wall highs were also just ridiculously fire. I never saw the late of day as well. So I feel like there's definitely some sleeper AF1 highs. You're right. There are. I think you're right. So I, I agree with you on like like the highs. Like there are some sleeper ones. Um, and I'll talk about one that I have an emotional attachment to you in a second. Um, but it's just it's a really hard shoe to wear. Like it, it takes me like personally like five minutes just to put my pair on. Like it's mm. so oh, okay. So like actually like challenging to get your foot in you're saying yeah like you, you, there's no way that you can like you know just pop your feet in and like rush out the house with them right okay and j1 j1 we're feeling aj1 uh aj1s you can probably fit in easy j1s are actually pretty easy to get in and out of yeah yeah like depending on how you lace them like mm -hmm. uh it, it's usually pretty easy to slip them on like uh my okay. shadows I, I lace my shadows in a very specific way so I can slip them on very easily. I'm a bit yeah. more particular about my breads, but it's just personal preference. Weird. But yeah, the Air Force One highs that I want to just acknowledge, and Jason, you know the story behind this. Um, this was a 2010 release during All-Star Weekend when I think the All-Star game was held in Dallas. And yeah, they dropped like a set of Air Forces. The lows went for a lot more than the highs because they were like patent leather lows and uh, the really cool part that I enjoyed about this is that they had like a little Texas uh, basketball logo on the heel. I copped these mid last year, mainly because uh, 2010 was the year that my family started moving from Texas to here. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and like, yeah, like just nice sneaker and a uh, nice like personal attachment to, to for myself. So, yeah. Perforated leathers is dope, yeah. Yeah, That's the really leather's nice. actually really good. It's it's a bit stiff, but like, I'd rather have the stiff, good leather than whatever garbage they're putting yeah. on like, your your GR pairs right now. I concur, for sure, for sure. We got to bring up the clots. We got to talk about the cloth. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I was just so we're talking about the OG release, the white ones. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. So yeah, I know they dropped the you know the OG like. Which what? is by far the most superior. Yeah, of course, of course. The white cream ones back in, I don't know, a while ago, right? 2013, maybe? 10? I don't mm -hmm. remember. They're pretty old. And then, and then, obviously, you know, these are a very big deal and are worth crazy amounts of money. Um, and then Nike and Clot revisited it uh, last year or two years ago. I think it was like late last year or something. And they just went crazy and just did the same shoe, but in a whole bunch of different uh, colored uppers, essentially. So there's a blue one, there's a pink one, there's a black one. And that red one is actually the black one. Okay. So there's three. I think there's three, right, guys? As far as we yeah. can see. Yeah. Yeah, there's three. And I mean, like Brett said, you know, the OG white one is obviously the best one, but. Um, I don't mind this blue one, and I don't mind the pink one. The black one, you can. I don't care about the black one. Personally, was there also originally I, a red pair? So yeah, uh, I think well, if you look right there, the red is what's under the black pair. I think. I yeah. thought that there was a red pair too. I could be there, wrong. You know, like, there's an F, but, but this is not a normal Air Force One. It has a oh. translucent heel. No, but look at that air bubble. Yeah, that's a weird yeah. air bubble. Well, these are. What what year are these from? What year are these from? Because these look older. Whoa, last sale? Uh, oh, you just missed it. It said 9,000. 9K last sale? Holy cow. Holy cow. What does it say? A year on them? 
2009. There we go. 2009. 2009. We're talking about the Clot AF1s, oh, uh, Air low. Force Low. But it's definitely different, though. I feel like it's got a... Uh, yeah, that bubble is weird, man. And it's called the one. I don't know what that is. Dude, this might be the precursor to the to the white one. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I don't even know. Can you just... No, it is. That's what the, I'm saying. Yeah, the, the white one yeah. didn't come out till I want to say 2013, maybe later, but... Wow, okay. So I didn't even know about this one. I didn't even know about this one that they had done in 2009. So this is like, you know, 12, 13 yeah. years old. Crazy. Personally, I, I like the blue ones the most, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at these. Like uh, the one eight hundred Air Force ones, and there's another pair that remind me a lot of the white ones. So like, Nike has done a pretty good job of like you know as they usually do, taking hints from this design and incorporating it into cheaper models. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, are we taking? Okay, so take the white ones out of the equation because I know that's gonna make your you know bias your answer here, but. Between the red and the blue clots or the G Dragons, which ones are you taking? Probably the blue clots. I'm taking blue clots. I like really? okay. I like clot. I don't nope. know. The colors just turn me off if it's not the white pair. I think I'd go with G Dragons. Yeah. I'm a blue guy too. Like I like Are you talking about the black G Dragons or the white G Dragons? Honestly, I'm so indifferent. I like both pairs equally. Really? I, I like the black G Dragons more a bit more than the white ones. Yeah, I mean gun to my head, I'd probably say the same thing, but I, I'm I'm so happy with either. Like I, I yeah, that's pair I definitely want. But anyways, not to get too far off topic. I do feel like uh something that would be good to write on here if we have any more answers. I know I do, uh, is collaborations, A one collaborations, uh some of our personal favorites, because I feel like that archive is 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 infinite to an extent. And and again, kind of alluring to what I was saying earlier, a lot of these early releases i feel you know um embody some of the best collaborations with this shoe we've ever seen i don't know if you guys know of the atmos af ones from 2001 they released uh i believe simultaneously with a dunk low as well um they sported the georgetown hoya colorways uh and they only released mm. in tokyo and harlem at atmos obviously both their flagships yeah. Um, so essentially the AF one sported the Georgetown Hoya colorways and then the dunk came inverted. Um, and it was really cool. If you actually go back for, you know, sneaker fun fact of the day for any newer listeners, uh, if you actually go back in early images, you kind of have to dig through Google, but you can actually see they'd set up at most, they'd set up an entire wall door to the back wall. Um, much like that of a flight club or stadium goods of just these AF ones and dunks all on a wall, floor to ceiling. Uh, and it's really cool if you can find the image because I've only ever seen it a couple times, but definitely uh, really cool history here. Yeah, uh, for sure. I didn't even know about these. Like, if you had showed me these shows and told me this was an Atmos collab, part of me wouldn't have believed you uh, because uh, I'm so accustomed to Atmos, like just doing crazy stuff with their collabs. Um, definitely. So this isn't. I, I don't know if you count this as a collab, but it definitely was a big deal even to me as a kid, as a person who didn't grow up being that into sneakers, but the Entourage Air Force Ones. Ah, whoa. I knew you were going to bring those up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have to. You have to, you have yeah. to. absolutely, man. Yeah, like, like uh, have you got, did you guys watch the show when it was out? Was, or? Yeah, do you watch I've actually recently just started it, so it's funny that you brought these up. I started it about literally probably like two and a half weeks ago. Are you like, how are you liking it? It's good. It's good. It's a little corny for the first season, but I think yeah. it's supposed to be 
it's so like 2002 eh, or whatever yeah that's what i'm saying like it hasn't yeah. aged well <laughs> no, it's you. very early 2000s I, mean, I, still, I still like it I, I like it more now than i did uh when i was watching entourage as a no i'm cool. I, yeah i think it's funny i just it's did you watch it when it was coming out Naps? Yeah, no, like oh. okay. So I, I didn't start watching it until 2009. I think they're on season three or four. And okay. I want to say this episode where Turtle gets the shoes was like season three. Okay, dang, hilarious. So I, I, I was watching it like a year after the episode aired. I want to say. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, because my yeah my boys at the time were really into Entourage. Yeah, it's a dope show. Um, wait till you get to the Kanye episode, Brett. It's pretty like, <laughs> a little Kanye. Noted. That was stupid, but it's funny. Wait till, wait till you get to the movie, Brett. <laughs> I like yeah. I like how much I like how many cameos they just threw in that show. It's just awesome, you know. Oh, shout that that was part of the appeal, right? I know. Yeah. Shout out Marky Mark always. Famous collabs. I gotta bring up Stash, the Stash collab from I don't know. Highs or the lows. Uh I didn't even know they did highs, so the lows. You'll probably say the lows because they're darker. The highs are almost all white with kind of like a cement elephant print. Man, Stash is just a, a king of blues. Force one, like the Stash highs. Yeah, Stash highs. They're from 03. They're the ones with the cement pair right in the middle there. You're looking at. But did they actually come out? I believe so. Because I remember, like Stash was recently on the Complex New Green podcast. I know we talk about this all the time. <laughs> they had him on, and he was talking about his forces. And I know he was talking about how. I don't know. One of them was botched and didn't come out or something because I don't know. Nike was moving how Nike usually does, like pricks. So kind of been a different variant. This is uh yeah, the stash high is completely different. Like a very like if you showed me this, I wouldn't think stash at all. But if you show me the Air Force One low, I'm immediately saying that's a stash. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, like, especially that use of like blue and grays. Like yeah, that's his signature. It's his signature. Yeah, like hundred yeah. percent. No, 100%. And then, of course, oh, my God, I forgot. There's the Stash Futura Lowe's. The, uh, sorry, the yep. Stash Lowe's, but, like, with the Futura F&F collab or whatever the fuck, where, like, Futura has his, you know, his uh, signature embroidered on the side, and they've got some – it looks like they've got some laser – like, some of his uh, his artwork lasered in the back or something. Um, uh, yeah, I can imagine this variant would be stupid expensive. Um but yeah, just the stash itself, like the normal one even is super fire. So kind of stand on top, staying on the topic of low here. And I know we're getting towards the end of the pod. So I kind of want to finish off with a little bit of a banger. And just in terms of pure detail, I'm going to make a bold statement here in terms of pure detail and how coveted this model is and its rarity and the story behind it, most importantly, um, in terms of one of the most one of the heaviest hitters ever to hit the market and they didn't even really i'm gonna say are the af1 mark smith lasers if you don't know this pair do your research i've got a story for you i can tell you all about these because i've been obsessed with them forever and bespoke to my point here i'm not proud of it but a part of me does still like to watch sneaker youtube um like mystery unboxings and whatnot because you know it's it's kind of fun to watch it's a good passerby um, and I remember, yeah, no, a big, um, a big YouTuber, Harrison Neville actually pulled out a pair of these in a mystery box that he got from, I can't even remember where. Um, and it hurt me. It pained me because he opened these and these new age hypebeasts, no shade. He had no clue what they were when they were in hand. 
and he was like, oh, these are really cool. And they came, what they do is they come out in a slide out wooden box. Uh, Mark Smith, for anybody who doesn't know, designer at Nike, he was hired on by Mark Parker back in the day. And he was actually sent to work on Nike shoe development program with, uh, with Tinker early on in his career. And he focused a lot of his early designs on laser etching. And that was supposed to mimic or embody rather symbolize his passion for uh, body tattooing and tattoo art. Um, and his philosophy, his mantra with shoes um, through tattooing was that when you get a tattoo, you could put the exact same thing on two different people's skins. No two tattoos are going to look the same. And he said that due to the natural air in these laser machines that Nike owned, um, no two shoes would be the same due to the fact that it hits the leather at minutely different angles and creates different etches in the leather. Uh, so even though you're going through the same measurements with machine, the beauty of it was that no two shoes were alike, which I think is really, really cool. And it just represents everything that's permanent, like a tattoo on skin, which I think is kind of interesting when you think about it. Yeah, no, these are, these are pretty fire. Are there variants of this shoe or is this like the same shoe that I'm looking at here in these two photos? So there's a, there's a couple. I've seen one with dark wood, which is just below you to the left, which is the pair that Harrison opens. Uh, which is my personal favorite. You've got like a dark cherry oak and it comes with a box, a wooden box slide out. That's the same color. It's, it's stained the exact same. It's beautiful. I believe they're sitting in like a bunch of like hay or straw too, which is even cooler. Um, that was the pair that I'm more or less referring to. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think the lighter wood color looks a bit better, but yeah, I'm not mad at no, these. Mad. These are, uh, these are pretty hard. So thanks for the education. Yeah. <laughs> sure yeah those you like skipping cool. rent you can buy them and that's all <laughs> of course of course i'm I, like that's part of the reason why i i never even bothered looking into old air force ones and that, that's kind of funny because the only pair of lows i currently own are from 2004 and I, I'll, I'll drop that story before we're done with the pod because it's actually kind of a funny story but yeah like uh the, the pro and con about the old air force one era is just like yes they're really dope but sadly, it's really hard to attain in uh, 2021. In case you two didn't see or realize on this specific picture, a little fun fact about these as well. Mark Smith opted for a one-piece leather upper. So we yeah. have more surface area to work with with the lasers. One-piece mm -hmm. AF1s, man. I got a soft spot for those. I love me some one-piece AF1s. Yeah, I I'll agree to disagree with you on that. Like I said, I like oh, this no. no matter what, but like in general, one-piece uppers... I'm not usually about. Oh, I don't know. These are interesting, man. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I can share that story about my Air Force One Lowe's real quick. So I have a pair of black Air Force One Lowe's with a, a University Gold swoosh uh, on them. And uh, I switched out the laces. One pair, one of the shoes has white laces. The other one has gold laces. And yeah, the pair is from 2004. I actually got it on Kijiji. Uh, for I want to say forty bucks, sixty wow. bucks. Yeah, and not just that, I got them dead stock. Like they, they had never been worn before. I think I bought them in twenty nineteen, and the way I got them was I essentially organized a meetup with this guy. He wanted me to come to his house. I was like, sure, whatever. I get there, man's like, oh, I'm not home, but I left the sneakers like on my uh, on my patio. Like you can open the screen door and just leave the money, uh, like on the coffee table that he had on a patio or whatever and i'm like wild man it's like yeah it's just and like 
it came with an OG box and everything. And then I think it was a year later, I saw PG Nose, who, if you know, PG Nose is like an infamous sneaker reseller who sells like a lot of like high class Air Force Ones, a lot of stuff that Brett probably wants. Um, yep. He, he sold the exact same pair for, I want to say, like 400 bucks. Which Crazy. Holy. Like, I, I, I would never sell the pair because I, I like the story, like how I got them. Yeah, that's but, and, and it was a pretty good come up. I got a lot of love for those shoes. Also, like, my my, my friendly neighborhood clout chaser really nagged on me for getting those because he thought all, all white Air Force Ones were better, but whatever. Uh, I, I just thought that was a pretty unique experience to have for my first pair of Air Force Ones. So I think what I'd like to do, at least, I mean, due to the unfortunate circumstances with Jalen being gone, um, this is just such a vast topic, and I feel like we could talk about it for days on end. Um, I would love to perhaps consider this a part one and come back to it maybe a little while from now with Jalen present, and we can just continue this conversation because I feel like this is a model that we need to pay homage to as a podcast um, yeah. and be educated on and project it to the masses because this is a model I hope gets love forever and is eternal. Um, it's one of the ones I hold in deep sentiment and is probably almost solely responsible for me getting into sneakers in the first place. So um, I wouldn't mind even calling this a part one and coming back after. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to give it some breathing room and time because I, I, I think, A, there's going to be more AF1 releases throughout the year that I think we'll want to talk about. B, uh, I, I actually think that this wouldn't be a bad part two for this topic and also for a sneaker draft. I think we, we could easily have a Air Force One sneaker draft. One AF1 day. sneaker draft, I like it. Yeah. People will get hard lists. It's easier to reference. I like that. Yeah. We're not just talking about everything, talking our shit. It's organized. Yeah, also, we didn't even talk about the off-white Air Force Ones, which I think is a micro topic in itself. Yeah, absolutely. On that note, that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen through to the end of this week's episode. Please tune in again next week and give us a follow at Sneakersins on Instagram with a Z. Full disclaimer... Sneakers Dance is recorded before a live studio audience, and all the thoughts, queries, and qualms we discuss on the pod are our own. Thank you for listening once again. Peace. Peace. Peace.